welcome to the Self-Help Podcast, a weekly no-nonsense guide dedicated to your emotional health and well-being. Presented by entrepreneur Edward Lamb and psychotherapist Sean Orford. For more information, visit liveinthepresent.co.uk. Okay, hello, welcome to episode 485 of the Self-Help Podcast with me, Ed Lamb, and my good pal, Sean Orford. How are you, Sean? I am okay, crazy busy. Well, and I've just come in from outside and it's cold out there. Yes, I think the last proper day of very mad weather, I think, and then spring might be able to start. I'm not sure. Well, I don't want to tempt fate, yeah. but it's very cold uh, outside. Um, yeah. And yeah, I actually, I mean, we're doing something a bit different today because normally we have a half hour chat where we yeah what we're going to discuss. But I thought today, sod it, we'll just, we'll come on and we Let's hit record. Let's go straight into it. I haven't even yeah. really asked how you are. So do you want to say like the clean version how of um, I, or how you I'm, actually are? <laughs> I am good. They um, seem to be taking more and more blood out of me. Oh, yeah. Um, and uh, and then trying to get things right at their end, you know. Um, so hopefully that will work out okay. No? Um, I'm sure but, it will. Uh, no, I seem to be getting there. And I've put weight back on, um, which is good. Uh, but for the fact that uh, Robert's getting married in a couple of weeks, and I might need a slightly bigger pair of trousers, I think. Okay, gosh, yeah, you've got a wedding coming up, haven't you? And, uh, yeah. Wow, how exciting. Yeah. So I might have to uh, go back and change those. I don't know. I need to have a try on of everything. Yeah. 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 I love it how, uh, yeah, well, a bit of a stereotype, but us fellas, like two weeks before the wedding, we're like, oh, I might try those trousers on now. But, mm-hmm. for, uh, well, for a lot of people, the wedding is like months and months and months of years of preparation and getting the clothing just right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Two weeks before, you're like, yeah, we'll go see how we'll go. Cool. Yeah, all good here, Madam Chocker as well. Got loads going on when we two jobs and campaigning stuff, knocking on lots of doors, you know, advising yeah. advance of the elections, which is always good fun. Yeah. Um. And yeah, yeah, excited really because uh, it's all going to get quite real, really. Just um, if I am elected to be a representative of my local residents, but it's all really—I okay. do actually really enjoy it. Having the courage to go and knock on doors initially takes is quite a big thing. Mm. Once you get in the swing of it and you've got a certain amount of confidence about what you're going to be asked and what to say, then uh, I do actually quite enjoy it. It's very rare that mm-hmm. you get someone that really doesn't want to talk to you. Um, most people are up for a chat, actually. And, uh, yeah, it's an opportunity mm. to get to know folks. And, yeah, I quite enjoy it, really. And I guess yeah. probably the show has helped teach me quite a bit about psychology of, you know, how to, like if you've got a slightly tense situation, how to kind of bring people back from the brink and just kind of when talk yeah, around yeah. that kind of thing. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's mad. Yeah. Uh, but um, we're going to talk today about, well, we actually haven't discussed what we're going to talk about, but I've, <laughs> in the background uh, behind, like over, over the laptop, I've got um, politics live on and it's prime minister's questions. And I think that's going to be followed by, the, yeah. budget, the budget update so it's going to be the chancellor of the exchequer talking about his financial priorities for the coming months ahead so i i think that there are two things that are going on that are of interest to the world at the moment for us 
And I think that the first one is certainly the budgety kind of stuff and yep. looking at the ideas of kind of like retirement and, and who should do what. I think that that's very real. And the second thing is that we have the whole Gary Lineker thing that's gone on. Okay. About, and it's, it's about who's allowed to say what. Yeah. Yeah. And, and there, there was a big tension in the news phase I was reading about, is the government actually um, becoming, you know, much more determined at kind of shutting people down? Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, because what he was saying effectively um, could be interpreted as being negative to the government. Yep. Um, and, uh, yeah, I'll be turning into that kind of dictatorial thing. You know, yeah. Interesting. We certainly do seem to be on the brink or have been for a while of that kind of thing. And, I mean, there's plenty of people commentating on the other side of the argument that, haven't been called out and, and to such a high degree as, as Gary Lineker, but I guess it's very hard to change people's minds. So if you're on one side of the argument, obviously Gary Lineker is crazy and deserves to be, you know, stripped of his million pound a year contract or whatever he's on. But mm. my side or our side, it's like, he's cool, man. He's a man of the people. He's, he's whiter than white and can do no wrong. So I don't know. Weird culture wars stuff, isn't it? <clears throat> See, even that's an interesting thing. You just said he's whiter than white. Now, I know what you mean in terms of being, like, clean. Yeah. Yeah? Um, but how uh, many people would say you can't say that? Oh, good point. Yeah, if I just been... You can't say white yeah. yeah. Yeah, using language that, uh, yeah, yeah, I need to kind of... Yeah, but, but we're, we're in, in that point. That's what we're about who's allowed to say what to who. Yeah. And it, it, it's like... Um, what kind of language can you use? How can you use it? When can you use it? That kind of stuff, you know. Wow. So, yeah, I mean, potentially I could be a local politician soon and I could get called out on language like that and have to issue some kind of public apology. And uh, it could be some uh, a scandal locally. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Strange times yeah. to be alive in it. But I mean, yeah. you know, per- personally, something like that. Yeah, I'm, I'm willing to learn and uh, uh, apologize, not just for the sake of it, but, you know. Um, it's, I think it's important that you know if you have said something that you've has caused offence, then it's you know not just apologise for the sake of it or roll your eyes, but you know learn learn and move on, man. And uh, you know, mm. yeah. But maybe I'll maybe I'll decide to use that phrase going forward. Maybe not, but mm. yeah, weird one, isn't it? Uh, yeah. The thing the thing I wanted to talk about today, really more than that, is. Just, I mean, the budget's not announced yet, but there's obviously the kind of series of le- leaks have come out, so we've kind of seen roughly what's getting talked about. And a lot of talk in the in the days building up to it has been around um, the the chancellor making it easier for people to get back to work, either from a point of view of the over fifties who've got a life lot of life left in them, as you'll well know, Sean, and um, can be mm-hmm. a valuable part of the workforce. And then also there's been a lot of talk about like childcare costs. So people my age and below who are kind of got kids that need, need to go into nursery. Um, mm-hmm. It's an exceptionally expensive thing to do actually, especially if you're kids or you've got more than one kid in nursery full time can cost thousands of pounds per month. So I think that, I think the chancellor might be making that a lot cheaper to allow mm-hmm. parents, maybe specifically mums to get back to work as quick as possible. Now my issue with this 
is that, you know, isn't there supposed to be some kind of grand plan and vision for humanity so that we're not like working our asses off? I, I kind of remembered this morning that there's a top five regrets of the dying article that we used to link to all the time. And one of the top five regrets of people on their deathbed would be that they work too hard. So I just, I just worry now that with this kind of stuff that we're seeing as popular as it might be, um, that it's shying away from the kind of long-term vision for humans to like not be working from the age of 18 to 65, 75, uh, and then have like 10 years at the end where they can relax and actually do stuff they want to. There's, there's no vision for a life uh, where we can actually spend time with our children like, <laughs> and and see friends and family more than we we're allowed to at the moment. So you got any initial takes on that? <clears throat> I, the, the thing that I, I question in my mind is where did the the concept of retirement come from mm. you know that like farmers always used to say you need to have lots of boys as children um because they're the ones that will run the farm and look after you in your old age mm. do you know what i mean so was was the their pension plan to have children who would then look after them um and have we attempted to replace those kind of familial um, activities with the welfare states and that kind of stuff? Yeah. Um, and how much of it is about um, people... As hunter-gatherers, would we ever have retired? I mean, would you ever have stopped? Do you know what I mean? Um, and we th this concept, so these concepts that we have of things like, I, I don't know, going on holiday, of, you know, retirement, all those kinds of things. Yeah. Um, and there's no reason why we shouldn't have them. I'm just fascinated as to where they come from and to how they, they kind of process into the human psyche and become a part of kind of expectation. Yeah. Uh, I mean, hunter-gatherers will have lived much shorter lives than us, weren't they, like, 30, 40 years old, if, you, if they were lucky, probably. Um, yeah. So, like, people just weren't weren't able to live to the grand old age of 80, 90 plus. Yeah, but then I could say to you, but the problem is we've got people living this long and look at the pressure on the NHS. It wouldn't be there, would I know, I know, and I've got a, a case of that in the family at the moment. I've got an elderly relative who's um, in hospital at the moment and uh, he's, a, he's a carer for someone similar age to him and that's kind of causing all mm. sorts of questions to be asked about um when he comes out of hospital which he should do uh what what happens to to the person that relies on him um and so yeah it's uh really tough stuff and uh, you know at the heart of it i guess is how do you pay for that care and who's 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 paying for the person that needs to look after them or the sheltered accommodation they might need all that kind of stuff so these are massive economic questions but obviously i say obviously there seems to be a tremendous amount of like economic wealth in the world that's being spent on mega yachts <laughs> and salaries for you know half a million pound a week for footballers that kind of thing which i don't begrudge you know that's just the system we've got but the money seems to be there uh it just seems to be being placed in areas of um where it could be used better elsewhere so but, but at what point did the family 
the extended family give up the uh, the issue of looking after old people and want to put them in homes. I know. Well, it, and it's not just yeah. older people, is it? We're talking about childcare as well. So my my concern is that um, this stuff that's going to get announced today is actually quite popular because having been through the kind of series of where kids are younger, it's hard work, man, looking after kids um, that are two, three years old, four years old. It's it's full on. So I can sort of see why people want to get to work, not just to kind of further their own career, but also because just want a break from the mayhem. <laughs> you know. But, but it, it, if we go back to um, hunter-gatherers, yeah, um, one of the theories in evolutionary psychology is that the reason that we have menopause is to create infertile women who still have all the female traits and the supportive traits that are there to help the fertile women raise the children, mm-hmm. which is why human the human population has been so successful um, in populating the world because we developed the system that we do it. So that uh, in in the pre-industrial, I suppose, um, the the younger kids would have been looked after by the older adult, the grandparents, Mm. uh, who couldn't go out in the fields to work in the same way that they did. Um, and to free up the younger people to go out and do those kinds of physical tasks. Right. Yeah, do, do, do you know what I mean? And it, it's like we've created a version of, of humanity which I, w- I would probably say isn't natural, although what natural is is a bit of an odd statement. Um, yeah. But um, and, and then it, it, it kind of it doesn't work. If you look at it, it doesn't. I mean, throughout evolution, uh, human beings survived by looking after each other in that extended way, mm. and we've stopped doing that. And we're looking at it in terms of money. You know, it's, it's like you're saying, like you know, you have to find the money to do this and to do that. And it's like, why do we put ourselves in that position? You know? mm. Yeah, I do. It's. Uh massively complicated stuff isn't it and you wonder whether we're kind of capable of rolling back things a little bit to you know i think you know i'm standing to be a green party councillor so i'm not massively political in the sense that i've read every page of the document of the green party kind of manifesto i do know that part of if if the greens were ever to get into government nationally a big part of the uh the plan would be a four-day work week um um, and I think that's starting to filter out into other like Labour Party kind of um, not official like this is what we're doing, but this is the kind of direction we're taking now. Yeah, um, I think it'd be quite popular. I think people kind of get the idea of it. I'm not sure if people understand or businesses can kind of um, say that within a four day work week, people would, could be paid the same amount still or whether we'd have to take a pay cut and that kind of thing. And I also wonder whether what people will do with that extra day <laughs> you know we're kind of we're having a interesting little experiment here because my, my wife's a teacher so she's on strike today and my kids are off school because their teachers are off so it's, it's given us the last few weeks we've had these extra little days here and there where we get to do what we want um uh and you know generally we just we've just used it to kind of 
chill out a bit more and take our time. But mm-hmm. yeah, I do wonder whether in the four day work week thing, which I do think will come about in the in the next generation or two, um, how that will impact our daily lives, whether we'll use that extra time to chill out and I don't know, do things to focus on ourselves a little bit more, or whether the kind of evil capitalist machine will swallow that time up and we'll that we'll see see people doing things that are making them less well um psychologically that kind of thing i wonder it's interesting isn't it yeah yeah very i mean you know i'm i'm a suburbanite living in suburbia doing suburban things you know so um, our weekends are jam-packed with activities you know football practice kids parties um like legging it around like like an absolute lunatic doing stuff (laughs) so (laughs) would would an extra day of, of that kind of thing make make us like better or worse spiritually i wonder what do you reckon i don't know i mean i i think that you end up in a situation where um you have people working every day to survive yeah and then you start to develop things like weekends yeah my understanding is that the, the concept of holiday came from people taking time out for holy days in a religious sense. Um, so we had like the Easter holy days and the Christmas holy days, that kind of thing, uh, which spills over into a summer holiday. Um, and then you have Sundays off, so you do a five-day week. You know. Um, and then when I was a kid, uh, the shops used to close half day on a Wednesday or a Thursday. Yep, uh, and that kind of thing, and 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 suddenly we're back to twenty-four hour working, twenty-four hour shops, and you know all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so the the issue is about um, what is normal, I suppose, if normal exists um, for for the way that we live, mm-hmm. and. Um, it, it could be that that we have um, managed to solve lots of illness issues with our science and our cleverness and all that kind of stuff, and so that we're good on germs and bacteria and stuff like that. Um, but we seem to be overloading at the moment with mental health issues and stress and <laughs> problems and you know. Yeah. Um, yeah, you've got to be wary of the like the law of unintended consequences, haven't you? So, yeah, um, you know, in my world of road safety, like so, when the seatbelt was kind of brought in as a uh, mandatory mandatory safety requirement in cars, uh, which actually was fought back against against kind of motoring, happy motoring at the time, people didn't think they needed it. They thought it was kind of nanny state stuff, and you know, I can yeah. drive fine, I don't need a seatbelt, that kind of thing. Even within motorsport, actually, where Formula One drivers in the in the day were getting catapulted out of their cars, you know, in a crash, and they thought that was safer mm. than like having to be strapped in because they could. <laughs> Thankfully, we got past that. But one of the consequences of mandatory seatbelt laws was a massive reduction in uh, like organ um, replacements that were being given to hospitals because all of a sudden, hospitals that were used to kind of. The, like the horror of people dying in crashes had a steady supply of hearts and kidneys and all that kind of stuff and then seatbelt laws came in <laughs> and it dried up so you know I'm, I'm not saying we shouldn't have seatbelts as such although a weird part of my brain does think that we've taken some wrong turns on road safety um, and that might have been one of them 
when we when we should have focused on slowing vehicles down a little bit more and you know mm. a seatbelt doesn't stop the actual like horror of the, the crash <laughs> in the first place it just kind of protects the people within the vehicle but you know fair dues we've got them uh and that one of the, yeah we have unintended consequences don't we have all sorts of things so i just worry that the stuff we're seeing in the news all the time yeah it doesn't address kind of longer term issues around yeah human flourishing and what it means to lead to lead a good life mm-hmm. which i guess is subjective in itself you know what you and i think is a good life doesn't necessarily mm. apply to to everyone does it but yeah mm. yeah they can they can get their own podcast <laughs> <laughs> yeah but yeah, yeah. Where, where do you think we're headed as a species? Because I'm also I'm, I'm thinking. Um, have you heard of Chat GDP? It's this artificial intelligence system. Yeah. yeah. Which I can't I can't get my head around whether it's just kind of an interesting little toy that we can play with to write blog posts for us. You should try it actually if you haven't already. Or mm. whether it's a bit more of an existential threat or savior for us, really? Because I, I have played with it. If you sign up through, I'll put the link in the show notes and you kind of ask this system a simple question and then you even ask it to write you a letter based on something. It can, it, it's, it's, it's quite clever uh, in what it can do. And some people think that it, we're on the, the start in the next year or two of transformational changes in how work is done in society. You know, this system and systems like it can take a lot of the strain and time off people that want to write things, want to do things, want to want to kind of create digital things uh, and it will free us up to do other things. So, I mean, I wonder whether how we will take advantage. So the time that it does free up a system like this, what will we do with it? From what I can see, it's um, we're just going to, I don't know, create more, more issues for ourselves because we're not, we haven't got a clear vision of what, what a good life is, you know, and I think that that is very relevant in the sense that it that most things are benign. It's it's like an, a knife is a benign thing, um, yeah. and and we animate it when we pick it up. Now we mm-hmm. can use that knife to create wonderful foods, or to do wonderful carving, or we can cut people up or torture people with it. We can do all kinds of things, and it's not the thing. It's the uh, the consciousness behind it that's using it. Now, I think that's true of computers and AI and all that kind of stuff, and and indeed the whole kind of social media thing. It, it's all kind of neutral. It's, it doesn't have a side. It's us that creates the side. You know, it's if we've got social media, do we use it to spread happiness and joy and goodwill, or do we use it to kind of slag each other off and be horrible and nasty? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it's yeah. So to, to me, it's, it's it's like that, and and most things are like that. And and the only way that human beings are ever going to change or make anything different is adopting that wonderful philosophy. If we all look after each other, we'll all be okay. Mm. Yeah. Now, being able to do that when you look at what goes on in the world um, socially at a class point of view politically um between countries and between the the different kinds of system you know it's like all the different religions you know my god's better than your god kind of thing as opposed to we're all in this together 
Mm. and we're all going to look after each other. And t- until we do that, we're going to have different different stages and different cases of kind of misery and upset. Yeah. Whether that's individually, whether it's as couples, whether it's families, communities, whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right up to the whole of humanity. And and it's that thing for me about there is enough for everybody right now. Yeah. Yeah. There's no one should be starving, no one should be alone. You know what I mean? There's enough of everything for everybody if we share, but we're not good at sharing. Mm. So Yeah, no, it's so I I think it is, it's, I mean, what, what, how do you see humanity going? Do you think it's hell in a handcart or do you think we're, we're going to sort it out? Uh, yeah, I think we're on a bit of a runaway mind train, really. Um, and a, a certain percentage of us are kind of able to just watch, watch the chaos unfold. Um, and some are yeah, mm. aboard the train hurtling towards the end, <laughs> edge of the track. So I would implore, you know, all listeners here to kind of, yeah, you don't have to be on the train. You can. You're allowed to hop off at any point and kind of watch it uh, mm. fly off the edge of the tracks um, as it as it's going. But uh, I don't know. I guess I'm just endless, endlessly fascinated by it. I'm not. I guess I'm not kind of. I don't just watch from afar. I'm kind of getting involved, you know, in this local council stuff and my campaigning work that I do. So I'm quite enjoying like pushing little buttons and see what happens when you know. Uh, when you do and what, what comes out the other side. But yeah, it's just, well, yeah, your, your kind of river analogy is a good one, isn't it? I think um, you can be, you can either hop in and the raging torrent, or you can sit on the riverbank and watch it all go by. And uh, mm. I guess you can throw and it down. And the, the problem is when, once you get in the water, you get washed away. Mm. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, in terms of retirement and that kind of idea, well, you and I, don't have jobs as such or we we try not to think it that way it's kind of we get up and we do our work and we go to bed and i guess will you ever retire from your work or you'll be doing it till the the bitter end day yeah yeah i don't think that i will um ever retire in that sense Mm. Mm -hmm. maybe that's what maybe that's what folks need to aim for really it's kind of the idea is it's a bit of an old-fashioned idea that you'll work till you're 65 or whatever it is now 67 and then spend the last 20 years going on cruises around the Med. Yeah, I don't know, man. I, I, I think that there is a, um, a something about, as, as you get older, taking it easier. I, th- I think that is makes sense. But the idea that you stop, I, and I, I work with loads of people who have retired who are depressed because they've retired. Yeah. They've lost purpose or you know, structure and all that kind of stuff. Mm. Uh, it's tricky yeah because i mean same with kids kids don't necessarily mean give you purpose a kid a child you know having kids can be amazing and it is or should be but it can also yeah it can derail things a little bit for you if you're not prepared for the um for the work and the energy that's needed so um yeah yeah complicated stuff in it <clears throat> yeah mm. Um, all right, should we leave it there? Have you got any specific resource, or uh, I'll, I'll put a couple of links in that I've, I've thought about? Yeah, no, I, d- I haven't got a, a specific resource, no. Um, uh, other than think about who you are and what you do, you know, and whether that is reflective, meditative space. But it's, it's like all of us are affecting each other, and we're affecting 
the whole of, of the universe, as it were. Yes. You know, and, yeah. and we have a choice as to whether we affect things positively or negatively. It's Perfect. up to us, you know. Yeah. Perfect. All right. It's a good way to, to wind, wind things up. Cool. Thanks, Sean. Okay. Be happy. Yeah. Take it easy, everyone. Hopefully the budget works out yeah. in your favour. But yeah, crack on regardless. Fingers crossed. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'll see you see soon. Ya. Bye. Cheers. Bye. Bye.